Amen, amen. It is finished. You know, as we enter into this, you know, it's a new season. Pastor Lane already touched on it, you know, with just the, the, the changing of the natural season moving into fall. But, you know, I, I honestly believe that there's also a trend, there is a, a change that is happening. And we've just entered into a new year. I know some of you are going, what? On the Hebraic calendar in the year 5782. And as we've entered into this new year, it is still the decade of the voice of God, the mouth of God. But as we enter into this new year, there is, because, you know, again, in Hebraic, there, there is those, those numerical um, meanings. And, and it's about the house. That's, that's what this is. And, and when you read a lot of the, the rabbis right now, they're believing that there is a fresh habitation for God's presence. I don't know about you, but I want to receive that. But there's also many that are declaring that this is a time to focus on the next generations, your house, your household, for those that are in the house. And I'm entrusting and believing for that as well, that we've got a great responsibility to make sure that we ensure the gospel and good tradition and good doctrine moving truth moving down to next generations it's vital and so uh, the reality is Jesus still the way the truth and the life all roads don't lead to heaven folks and it's up to us his church to continue to proclaim this gospel into all the earth I want us to just consider in this new season what is what is God because you've got to make room for that You've got to make room in your house for yourself to receive whatever new thing that God is wanting to do. And I want us to just consider that individually, but also corporately as a church. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you this morning for the, the, the accomplished work, Father, that you have already done. The price has been paid. And Father, we thank you for the needs of humanity ultimately is salvation in the heart and to the soul and to the ultimate aspect of every part of life. And Lord, we thank you for that, continuing to be carried forth through your church, throughout the earth. And Father, we thank you for that. And we pray whatever that role is that you have for us, even here and now as the Life Church in Arlington, God, that we embrace that that we receive that and we say yes that we make room for you for a fresh habitation of your presence of your spirit and Lord we thank you for having your way and we declare it so in Jesus name amen amen God bless you why don't you greet someone around you for you seated and it can be an air five still you know if you just want to you know still uh, still do that that's okay but uh, we we uh, Again, uh, welcome all of you that are here, and I know we've got some new folks, and, and uh, I, I, uh, I really uh, have, have uh, avoided, you know, saying, oh, are you new here? Because some of you have been here more often than probably I have lately, so um, with my rotation and where we're at and what we're doing, 
Uh, I want to say thank you to the worship team. How many appreciate just the worship this morning? Wow. That's awesome. But uh, I know that, that God is doing some great things, and, and, um, and we want to speak to that and, and, and touch on some things here, but um, rotating back and forth between here in San Angelo and then the responsibility of the school and launched a new campus this year. And so we've got that going on, but, but we have, uh, you know, other missions, um, works and organizations and some other pastors that we're working with. Um, some of them are young in the ministry. You know, I turn 60 next month, so I'm the old guy among them now. So, uh, but uh, that's okay to, to, again, try to reach back, try to help them. Hopefully they can avoid some of the pitfalls that I had to learn the hard way, right? Isn't that usually the goal? Come on, all you parents, you wish that for your kids, right? Don't do that. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> and uh, so, so trying to move through that season even for myself and what God has for, for, for even for me and Joanne. And, and uh, of course, she did two mission trips th- this summer and uh, continued right on. We had some other trips planned, and it looks like... Um, um, all of those are canceled out right as of right now, you know, for through the end of the year. We'll see what uh, 2020 looks like or 2022 looks like and um, moving into next year for some of those trips. But, you know, God is faithful and we will continue to do ministry. I, um, I'm amazed at what, what we're capable of doing. I recently, I was, I was uh, we're, we've, I've got a new deer camp. Um, that's the other season that's upon me is called hunting season. So for those of you that don't know that, I mean, Pastor Walt loves that. And uh, so out in the wilderness and, and uh, I'm sitting in the RV and I'm on the iPad and I am preaching on a Friday evening to about 80 something pastors in the Philippines on their Saturday morning. <laughs> Amen. Through an interpreter. I mean, we had praise and worship, and, you know, they, they sang some, you know, some of our songs that I was able to understand, and, and uh, then moved right into it, and I preached, and they interpreted and ministered right there uh, from a Friday evening to a Saturday morning there in the Philippines, and, and uh, so it's awesome what God is still at work doing and what we're capable of doing. But as we move into the message this morning, I want us to talk about realized potential. Realized potential. Let's, let's just commit this time to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. God, I pray that, that each of our hearts are open to receive all that you have for us. And Lord, we thank you for um, just, just uh, your word, the truth of your word, and the, the transformative power that's in that. That it is like unto a seed, an, an eternal seed, an ever-living seed. And, Father, that that would bring true deposit and transformation in our hearts and lives here today. And, Father, you caused me to speak as an oracle of God with prophetic utterance, with, with your heart of love and compassion, Father, here today. And, uh, Lord, that uh, we'll honor you in every aspect, in every way, and we'll receive the portion that you have for us. And we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I'm going to be reading from a text here in, in uh, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. And I talk about this, kind of tee this up, of realized potential. 
because I, I don't know about you, but sometimes um, I've read the scripture and sometimes you read about all these great men and women of God that did these heroic things. And, and a lot of times you, you look at that and you, if you're not careful, you immediately disqualify yourself. Like, well, they're superstars, right? They must have some special anointing. And, and the reality is, is that they were just ordinary people that God used to do some extraordinary things. But the reality of that is that God's still using ordinary people to do some extraordinary things. And with that, we have to understand and to connect with the, with the, the realization of the potential that we really possess. I love, I, I continue to say this through the years, a dear pastor friend of mine, he's gone home to be with the Lord now, but, but uh, uh, Bishop Jack Wallace there in Detroit World Outreach made such an impact. And, and uh, he, he, he had a phrase, he said, he said, we're awesome spirit beings with infinite potential. We're awesome spirit beings with infinite potential. Ultimately, from the beginning, God created, right? Then he formed, put us in an earth suit to function in this earth realm. But for us, we know that, that the fall happened, but for us who are followers of Jesus Christ, we have been born of his spirit. Our spirit man has been made alive unto God. And we're awesome spirit beings with infinite potential. And we can't discredit what God wants to do through us. And, and I, I find, you know, sometimes we're, we're, we're concerned about getting over into pride or, or being uh, too self-exalting and things like that. I, you know, I know that there's, there's a definite danger of that and human, can, human nature can move into that. But you know what I find is that overall in general... Even with a lot of those kinds of responses, it's coming out of a place of insecurity. It's coming out of a place of, of not feeling adequate enough, of, of us not being able to really be used to the fullness that God wants to use us in this life. And we have to, I think, make sure that we're anchored in the potential, and give, give God that room. Give God that permission. Give God that place. And the other part of that, you know, I find this in, in leadership, is that, that um, and this is a great example, with the life of Peter. You know, Peter was quite a work. Have you ever really read and looked at the life of Peter? Have you ever wondered, Lord, why did you pick him? I think he picked him because a lot of us can identify with him, right? How many Peters we got in the room? Well, not literal, but <laughs> we do have some Peters in the room. <laughs> but just from a, uh, a, a, a personality type or a, a behavior type, we've got a lot of Peters probably in the room. And, uh, and, and Peter gives us such a good example of, of this relationship with Jesus, and Jesus never wrote him off. Aren't you glad? Come on. How many are you glad that, that, that Jesus isn't just, well, they messed up, and just 
write you off? No. He, he, he was working with them. And, and so you see this where they're, they're there and, and you see this, this, this whole ebb and flow. And, and um, to give you a little more highlight in this before we dive into this, you know, because you just track that. You, you read in chapter 15 and there's the feeding of the 4,000. And so they're coming right out of this incredible miracle of what took place there and the abundance that God showed with all the baskets left over. And then they move right in there and, and the, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they came testing Jesus and they're wanting a sign. And, and so he, he, uh, he kind of plays on that. And as he, as he leaves from that with his disciples, you know, he warns them about the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees and and with that, his disciples, it goes right over their head. They're immediately thinking in terms of natural, and they're like, oh, my God, we didn't bring bread. What were we thinking? You know, we left, we left without bread. And he's like, no. You know, and, and he's talking about the doctrine. And it wasn't so much a false doctrine as much as I believe it was an empty doctrine with a lot of rules and no, no substance behind it. Remember when Jesus talked about that, they were always willing to say, here's what you do, but they live something different. This thing's got to match, folks, right? <laughs> and, and so Jesus, I believe, is trying to bring that reality where it is a heartfelt life and lifestyle of livingness, living, allowing the Word of God by His grace and the Holy Spirit empowering us to be able to live this out. And so he comes through this, and, and, and then he, he's there and he goes into this, this wonderful passage about who do you say that I am? And we know that, that Peter has this crazy, incredible revelation that he's the Messiah, he's the Christ, the, the Son of the living God, Right? And, and then right below that, then all of a sudden, Jesus starts talking to them about him going to the cross. And next thing you know, Peter pulls Jesus aside. <laughs> Here's Peter in action again. Pulls him aside, rebukes Jesus for talking that kind of talk about how dare he going to go to the cross and die. And Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Calls him Satan. Because you're an offense to me. Because you are what? Speaking as a man now. Now, Peter was the one that just got the revelation. And now he's acting like a man again. <laughs> right? And, and so then Jesus has to go into and talk about, ultimately, that if you're really going to be a Christ follower, you're going to have to pick up your cross and follow him. You're going to have to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him. And, and we see with Peter even beyond that, because look at this. Jesus just called him Satan, didn't he? But go right out of this chapter into the next, and Jesus goes up on the Mount of Transfiguration with who? Peter. James and John. There's Peter again. <laughs> and guess what happens? The same kind of scenario. 
here, you know, you got Elijah and Moses showing up. And, and so Peter's like, oh, man, I got, a, I got a great idea. Let's build a tabernacle for each one of you. Isn't it interesting that it says while he's speaking, still speaking, Father God just interrupts and blasts right over the top of Peter. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> Hear him. Peter, shut your face and listen. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't quite get it. He never wrote him off. There was potential in Peter that many probably couldn't see. I'm sure a lot, a lot of those closest to him were like, oh, Lord. Couldn't Peter take a vacation, Lord? <laughs> Does he have to go on this next journey? <laughs> Come on. And yet all the way through, Jesus saw the potential. As a leader, I find myself many times having to look past certain things and look at what the potential, what God sees. Not, not refer to just human, right? From a human place, listen, we, if that was the case, all of us would be disqualified. Because all, we all have stuff. We have, we've got shortcomings and weaknesses and idiosyncrasies and all the different shortfalls that could disqualify all of us. But what does God see? See, some of you today, I pray, will we'll, we'll, we'll see that potential and understand from where, where Jesus is at, He's speaking something, and, there's, and he's doing some things, and I believe we can capture that from this passage. And, and I want to hit this. This will be kind of quick now. I've already used a lot of our time here, but I, I, want, to, I want to hit this. Here in Matthew chapter 16, it's when Jesus asked them, um, starting there in verse 13, Who do men say that I am? The son of, son of man am. And so they said, in verse 14, so they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, please grab this. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, uh, you are, that you are Peter, and on this rock, what rock? Not Peter the rock, but on the rock of revelation that Jesus is the Messiah. On that rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I believe there's, there's three key things that, that will help us 
embrace even for ourselves of the potential within us. Number one, we have to believe that God is still speaking. He's still speaking. He's revealing. Because if, if, if that's the case, he's speaking past how we may view ourselves, who others may say we are. You know, the world's good about labeling, right? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, that, that, that. They, they want to they stick labels. But God speaks to us concerning who he designed and created us to be and the potential within us, which carries us past even where we are, even at our current growth place, at our current maturity place, at our current um, sin. He speaks to all of that and wants us See, is there is there opportunity for rebuke? Sure, Jesus did that. Jesus, he he didn't mind correcting. Come on, correction is good, but that's what love will do. Love will correct. Love will set boundaries. Love will engage you in a in a process to move past and to grow. That is love in action. But it also is able to speak into your life about your future. See, Satan is the accuser of the brethren, is what the Bible teaches. And with that, we know that it's about condemnation. That's why Romans 8 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit, not after the flesh. Anyway, I won't go through the whole thing. But, but with that... That is the tactic of the enemy, is to always make you feel less than. God is wanting to speak to you to rise above that. To embrace who he says you are. You know, there's a really good song about that, right? <laughs> who does God say you are? What does God speak about your future? And so you've got you've to embrace that. God is speaking he, all the way through the Scripture. There's wonderful passages about God speaking. And, and I think that it, it, would, it would behoove all of us to, to learn and grow in learning to hear the voice of God. Now we know the Bible is the number one source, just the written word of God for us to be able to give reference to. And it speaks so much to just about conduct and how we live our lives and all those kinds of things. But, but there is other leadings. And some, some would say, well, I just go by the open door. Well, you know what? Some, sometimes you, you'll find that doors aren't open that God wants opened. And he wants the power of the Holy Spirit and, and kingdom advancement. You know, it's, uh, just before this passage, back in, in Matthew 11, speaking about John the Baptist, that the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, and the violent take it by force. Sometimes you need to kick that door open. The enemy, he may not want to open that door. He knows that if, 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 that, if he can withstand us from being able to do that, that uh, kingdom advancement happens, that breakthrough happens. 
And so you can't always go by that. Well, this door is just open. Yeah, sometimes there's open doors that you don't need to go through. You need to be led by the Spirit of God. And I tell you, Pastor Robert Morris, you know, pastor, senior pastor at Gateway, has a, has a great book out called Frequency. If you've not read Frequency, it would, it would, I would encourage you to read that. And, and there's just some real good basic and some good teaching that will help you move through in how God speaks, how God leads, those kind of inner unctions and the peace of God that leads you. And again, he'll never tell you to do something contrary to what the Word of God teaches. That's our foundation. That's, that's our benchmark. We can always go back to that. That should be solid in there. But moving forward in our lives, there is some direction. There is some leading. I had a, I had a um, dear friend of mine. I personally led him to the Lord, and, and he just has such a heart for, for others and doing outreach. And he called me this week, and he was just brokenhearted. He had a, a, a dear friend that uh, was hospitalized, and um, and and he literally was was feeling like that he was supposed to go and visit and pray for this person, and he showed up at the hospital and he's on the phone with another person that cared about him and literally talked him out of it because of fear of COVID, fear of going in the hospital. And that night, this person passed away, and he just felt like he just missed God. And you know what? I've been there. I've had those moments. But here's the thing. Even in the midst of those times, those are growth opportunities. You can't beat yourself up and get anywhere. Do you learn from them? Yes. Is there sometimes regret that, man, you know what? You just, just say, Lord, I, I know that was you. And I ask you to forgive me for not responding to that situation that you've put on my heart, but I want to learn and I want to grow from this. And just put yourself back out there and say, God, if you'll speak to me again to witness to that person, to pray for that person, to talk to that person, I'll do it. And just move back into that place. Allow God to continue to lead you and guide you and direct you. You never know where that's going. And then secondly... Not only is he still speaking and revealing, but he, we need to believe that God is still building. He said, I will build my church. He said, I'm going to do this. Now, is he using us? Yes. And you look at the book of Acts, it was all about the, the church planning and going out and being able to advance the kingdom of God. This, this, this hasn't changed. The Great Commission to go into all the world was not a great suggestion. <laughs> it's a Great Commission. This, we're still commanded to do this. And we need to be aware of not only those around us that don't know the Lord and that need to come to Christ. And, and I, I love being up here in the Metroplex. I mean, it's just amazing, you know, the, the international community and from every different tongue and nation that's gathered here in so many ways. You don't have to leave uh, the U.S. to even be able to minister outside uh, for other, other nationalities. But yet there are still countries that 
haven't been reached, that haven't been impacted. And I thank God that, that we're partnering. We talk about you know, Indian Gospel Ministries and with the Bible School and, and uh, the outreach and all that's happening there with uh, the Philippines. You know, I mentioned that I was you know, there training those pastors and, and uh, we've just helped launch what well, hadn't launched yet. We've got the studio built, with the towers up, um, all the equipment's bought and frequencies there. We now have Hope Radio for the Philippines <laughs> in a predominantly Muslim area where the gospel will be preached. Amen? And our church built that and did that. <laughs> we, are, we are just determined to continue to move into other areas. And when I think right now with Haiti, and man, my heart just breaks, you know, for the Haitian people and, and the needs that are there. And um, there's, there's no, no wonder there's a response that's happening in their fleeing, trying to get into America. The country is in huge despair. And we support Core Love doing the orphanages there uh, throughout Haiti. And uh, it, it's the poorest country in the whole Western Hemisphere. And, um, and we've, we've traveled there. It's, we've been there. And, um, but, but there's still other, other areas. There's works there that we're involved in. And, and um, we've got Cobus uh, Grobler from South Africa that is ministering all the way up into the African nations. And training leaders, a lot of them women, He's empowering women in the area of business. It's not just the gospel, but it's also empowering them to do business. And uh, I love that. We're a church that is determined that it's not just going to be about us. That it has to be a broader vision of doing what Jesus told us to do in all the world. And the last one is, Jesus is still conquering. He, he said the gates of hell will not prevail. I don't know about you, but I need to hear that from time to time. Because there, there's lots of concerning things in our world, right? It didn't take much. You, you just, you know, any news media is like, oh, Lord Jesus, help us. Come quickly. <laughs> but... Jesus is still Lord. You know what I, I, I found that recently I was, I was there and, and uh, just doing my, my devotional study time. And in John's Gospel chapter 6, you see where Jesus sent his disciples to go across Galilee. And it must have been the, the long across because it said they were about two miles out. And that storm hit. Now, wait, 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 wait. Jesus sent them into a storm? That's what it says. I don't think it surprised Jesus. I think Jesus knew there was a storm coming. But what did he tell his disciples? Go to the other side. Yeah, but there's a storm coming. On the sea. <laughs> Have you ever looked at seas? Whew. Man, they, they, they can. You talk about boat sinking. 
I've been on lakes where it's bad enough. I've been on the ocean when it was bad enough, when I was feeding the fish, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Some of you didn't get that. All right. <laughs> but on the sea, it, 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 and, and uh, Pastor David and I, we were having this kind of preacher discussion, you know, going this week, and he was talking about how it represents chaos. I thought, what, a, what an incredible meeting. And yet, Jesus comes walking on the sea. In the midst of chaos, they're fearing for their lives. We're going to die. And here comes Jesus walking right on the chaos, right on the sea. He has complete victory. And for us, as Christ followers, we need to allow that peace to fill our hearts. As crazy as things are in the world in which we live, that we need to be founded solid in that place that Jesus still is victorious. And He's walking even over the midst of chaos. Even in your life, if you've got things going on this morning, I want to encourage you to embrace Jesus as the victor over every situation in your life. You may have to offer it to Him. You may have to give Him place in that. And over and over, He'll come in the midst of that and say, Fear not. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I know sometimes our flesh is going, Well, that's easy for you to say. Right? <laughs> you know what? He walked on this earth. Relinquishing his, his Godhead authority in this place. To live 100% man. 100% God, but 100% man. To live his life out. As an example, anointed with the Holy Spirit. Come on, we've got this. You hadn't. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. Open your heart and be filled with His Spirit. Allow God's presence and anointing to be there. Because He is a conqueror, we are more than conquerors. Because He is victorious, we are more than victorious. We can do this. I want to ask you to bow your heads right where you're at this morning. I want to give opportunity. If there's anyone here this morning... And you're at a place in your life that you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I want to I just give you that opportunity. And it may be for the very first time. Or for some, maybe, maybe you just need to rededicate your life. Maybe you know what it is to be born again. You're saved. God loves you. You, you know that. But if your life is not aligned to His will, to His word, and you're not living your life, the way you know that you need to be, I want to invite you to pray this as well because God wants to fulfill the potential that He has in each one of us. And He wants us in a place of denying ourselves and picking up the cross and following Him. And so it may be for the very first time, it may be a rededication this morning. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If that's you and you say, Pastor, 
pray for me? Include me in this prayer. I want you to raise your hand right now. I'm going to pray for you. Any, any, yes, yes. Any, any others? Anyone else? Father, thank you for these. Thank you for these decisions being made here today. And Father, I thank you for the work that you're doing. Restoring. Let fresh igniting fire come to those that are in need of you right now. And those that may not know you that are here or that are maybe will even see this by video or live stream. Father, I just pray for them and pray that their hearts right now would be calling upon the name of Jesus to be Lord and Master. Right now, just encourage you. Just pray that out loud. Just say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Father. Let's stand and let's just worship God and just let this just kind of settle in this morning before Pastor Lane comes and dismisses us.